What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time joining the show, welcome to the show. We got a good one for you today, like my man Steve Harvey done say. It's Gabriel Iglesias. My man Fluffy is on the show. So happy to have this guy on. Watch his special right now, Stadium Fluffy, available on Netflix. Also, I want to let you know, I'm coming to Boston. I've been talking about it on the show for a while. I'm coming to Boston for New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve Eve. Please go get those tickets right now. It's my last show of the year. I'm not going to be touring for quite a while. So Boston, come out and see your boy in Boston. New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve Eve uh, at the Wilba Theater. AndrewSantino.com for those tickets. AndrewSantino.com for the tickets. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode and see Fluffy. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It is the first time on the show, the first time I've met the gentleman, Fluffy himself, Gabriel Iglesias. Thank you for coming. Cheers to you, my Thank friend. You. Thank you very much. Clinks. Sorry I was late. Uh, you weren't late. Uh, yeah. <laughs> time is time is of the essence. Joe, the editor, is going to make sure that I'm not late for this, right? Mm-hmm. We're starting. A, everything's cool. Yeah, yeah. Joe, like, yeah. I've been here the whole time. Yeah. No, you weren't late. Time. You were... Um, uh, you were casually uh, lost. I was casually lost. Yeah, and that's okay. You got to go see some other parts of the city on your way here. Yeah, so uh, just so you know, your address uh, with the different zip code is actually Griffith Park. Okay, nice. And we'll put our real address right here. Joe, show everybody where the nice. studio is right there. We'll just put out the real address <laughs> so people see it. Um, you were late, but you came with your pup, with yeah. Risa. I don't know if you could see her. She's in a she's yeah. in a basically an old school Jake the Snake snake bag. Uh, it's a look like a little sleeping bag. Yeah, a little tiny. It's a little tiny on the go. Here, let me little. I'll do that just close. Little little tiny on the go. Little sorry tiny, on, on the go. A little on the go. Um, a little on the go blanket that says love all over it. Risa, right? Yes, my little. She's uh, seventeen years old. Chihuahua. Seventeen years old. Yeah. Ridiculous. By the way, I wore my Dodger blue for you, just for you. Thank you. And made this blue just for you, <laughs> because if anybody who doesn't know isn't on planet Earth and awake, but uh, you have a special out right now, Stadium Fluffy. On Netflix. You like this, Jack? I just took a hit of a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> I, felt, I felt the need to blow air. After you take a hit of this, uh, you got to blow it out a little bit. Uh, the special's great. I watched it. Two hours. I mean, you're a machine. I know, right? Have you ever done a special <laughs> under an hour or at just an hour or no? Uh, for Comedy Central, yes. Back in the day, they were very strict on the time because with Comedy Central, you got you got to make time for commercials. Right. So the, yeah. the, the show itself was probably 44 minutes. Because they got, you know, if yeah. it's a one-hour special, you're doing about 44 minutes. I remember that. When I did my half hour with them, and it, you 22, 22, five. yeah, yeah exactly. Like that. And when you first do it, you tape 30, sometimes 35. I tape 34 minutes or something. And then, and snip, then you snip, realize, snip. yeah, you're like, oh, my God, they're just going to slice this to pieces. So then they were like, make sure that you have overage so you can, you know— Keep in a joke that you love and then throw out one where you're like, nah, it wasn't. It, it's painful it. when they do it like that. That's why I love the creativity and the freedom that you have over at Netflix. Freedom, baby. Freedom. It's the greatest at country Netflix. in the world. <laughs> America. America. Yeah, no, it is true, but it's great. Go watch it. People, everyone that's watching this now has probably either seen it by now, but um, fantastic to do something at Dodger Stadium. Impressive, uh, intimidating, maybe. I mean, I talked to Bill Burr about, you know, him playing Boston, same to you playing here similar regard and i think you know i texted him and i was like 
what an amazing feat, like what a great feeling. And I was like, never a doubt. You know what I mean? And he was like, few doubts. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, even still at that level, you know, it's still a, a little intimidating because it's just so um, the sheer magnitude of something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not it's not out. something that you do every day. And uh, you know, props to Bill for playing Fenway. Yeah, it's huge. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's huge. You know, it's it's one of those where it's like you know, uh, a club is you go from a club, club to a, a theater, theater to a bigger theater, bigger theater to an arena, arena, and then you know, that's, what's next? You know, what's next? What is next Sta for you? Stadium. You're gonna play in Mars? What are you gonna do? You're gonna be yeah, on nice, right? Broadcasting. <laughs> I gotta make friends with Elon, so I'm gonna get on Twitter right now. <laughs> And uh, give him a shout out. Nah. See, see if I can. Uh, nah, I think you're good without him. <laughs> I don't think you need Elon. I think you're doing get, it right. Uh, well, if I want to do some space shows, him or Bezos. So I, yeah, I got I got to reach out to one of the yeah, two. Yeah, that's right. That's right. NASA's not taking Mexicans to space. Not anymore. Not yet. No. no. Have they ever? No, that's I think, not true. I think, well, I think maybe one made it up there. Just did he ever come back? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> you left me, eh? <laughs> still disappearing in space. No, but uh, it is an incredible feat, and and. Props to you. Heavy props to to be able to do that. And also, truth be told, to make the special feel intimate, even though it's such a big venue. Because it looks, it's shot very well. It looks beautiful. And it doesn't feel cavernous. And you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like big and empty and open as it literally is. So I was very fortunate that, um, you know, I've had the same uh, same director, same production company from day one. Oh, wow. All of my specials have been done by the same group of people. And it was basically like a celebration at the end, which was, you know, we, we already know each other's, you know, how we work. Yeah. And, and so it was like it was the biggest show they've ever done, too. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was kind of like, all right, we're all in this together. We're all growing together. And uh, it's been since 2007 when we did the first special for Comedy Central, yeah, uh, Hot and Fluffy. And now, you know, it, it was like, hey, we, we made it. We graduated. Wow. That's wild. That's more <laughs> than We're looking graduation. at each other at the end of the night. We're like, can't believe we're all here. <laughs> I think that's more than a graduation. That's that's med school. You That was, yeah. I think you've, I, I think was, you've gotten a few awesome. degrees. Yeah, that's, that's to me, that's, uh, I'm a Chicago kid, you know. I couldn't even imagine playing Wrigley would be wild, but it's, you know, theaters are good for now, but Wrigley would be, to me, that would be my pinnacle. Cause you're like, you know, you're a Southern California kid, but you're born, you're born San Diego or are you born in LA? I was born in San Diego, but I've never, um, you know, uh, I'm a Dodgers fan. I'm not a Padres fan. Sure. I respect the Padres for what they did, yeah. but I'm not that, you know, I'm not going to bandwagon all of a sudden just because they beat the Dodgers. No, you good know? for it's you. Like, yeah. Same thing. Chargers. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, eh. the, uh, says it all. Chargers. Eh, eh, that, should that be their know? slogan? The Los yeah, Angeles Chargers. Eh. <laughs> you know, so I mean, anybody that wears bolts, you are a diehard. You are. You yeah, are they true. really are. That is a real fan. It's easy to be a Rams fan because, you know, they're champions and, and sure. they're a great team. Been a big, you know, awesome team for a while. Uh, it's, it's easy to be a, a Patriots fan or a Bucks fan, sure. or, you know, but man, you know, like. Like you know who's the biggest most hardcore fan? Detroit Lions fans. No, I know my. Those neighbor. are real fans right there. That, yeah. That's that's tough. That's those well, are fans. Well, I'm tough to be a Bears fan, but my neighbor is a is a Lions fan. But at least you can you you can you can go back to those like you know the '85 Bears or or remember that one year or this and that. You know what uh, I mean? There's, yeah. There's, you know, but 40 years is catching up to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we are we had a thing. But it's been so long now that you're like, Ugh, I don't even know if we can call back to it. That's a long, it was a long, well, we went to the Super Bowl in between then, but also took an L. So that's tough. I always feel like they've been really good contenders. You know, we're trying they, our best. They, they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're trying our best. <laughs> we're trying our best, man. But I also now I support LA teams been living here for so long that I love, I just love going to see, 
you know, games here. I mean, the only team that I kind of really am gung-ho for is, is the Dodgers because baseball is my number one. So if you did get to do a, a stadium, would you want to do Wrigley? Would you want to do Soldier Field? Would you want to do where uh, the White Sox play? I want to say it's uh, I think Kaminsky? It's, it's called a Loser no. Park. I think it's called Loser Park. Nice. I think that's what they really <laughs> mean. No, that's what it, the Cubs it, fans it, call it. Right? It used to be called, yeah, no, it used to be called Comiskey. Then it was called U.S. Cellular Field. Now it's called, I, honestly, I genuinely don't know. Like, they've changed the name. It's a corporate takeover. You know what I mean? It's you know, whatever. The, the PNC.com. You know, it's all these names now get changed of whatever corporate entity. But uh, I don't know what it's called. But I would play, you know, I, I Wrigley. Wrigley probably. Uh, genuinely is mm. the one I'd want to go to. Soldier Field wouldn't have as much of a connection to me. It's also going to be gone soon. So I don't think I'll, you know, they're going to move out to the suburbs. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yeah, we got a place called Arlington that has a um, an old racetrack at it. And okay. they've taken over the lot for that land, and so they're gonna move it from. They're gonna make something to uh, very impressive. Well, it's gonna be new. It'll be brand new. We need it because they put a spaceship inside Soldier Field, and it looks absurd. It's so dumb. It's like when somebody tricks out a Civic. You know, they put like the Civic <laughs> is six grand, and they put nine grand into tricking it out, and you're like, dude, oh, you could have like, wow, you could have shifted <laughs> the focus here and not done that. That's what it looks like. It looks like they tried. They did too much. You're doing too much, but they're moving to the suburbs, and a lot of people got mad because they're like, you know. It's out of the city and all the stuff, but they need a new space. There mm-hmm. isn't any space downtown. And I mean, look at LA, like moving just south to Inglewood. Look what that did. I mean, that stadium is unbelievable. It is. You know? It is an unbelievable stadium. I, I've been there for a, a couple concerts. Yeah. And wow. It's beautiful. Yeah. I've seen a couple of games and it's just like, I, you know, I was never that so giant used to that. screen that hangs from the ceiling. Is Unreal. Just, it's, it's well, you find incredible. yourself staring at that more than looking right down at the field. I mean, I was Most, down yeah. on the field looking right up at the screen. How old are you? Uh, oh my god! I didn't. Thirty nine. Okay. Yeah. 39. See, that, your eyesight. You yeah. you want to you want to look at what's easier to see. You want to <laughs> yeah. strain your eyes yeah. and try to look at the guys on the field. Or hey, look at that, nice and clear. I can take off my glasses and look up. I don't have to. I don't have to put my contacts. Yeah, I, need, in. I need prescription for distance. So you do. Yeah. Yeah. Is you're at that stage? How about at night when you drive? Do you get? The I need nighttime drivers. It's a bummer, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Right here, I'm good. But you know. Yeah. This yeah, close. This, this is this fine. Close, this is fine. A couple of sips I can of read this my stuff, phone, though. No problem. This see, this clears up my focus. I can read everything on the walls. No problem. But uh, anything <laughs> further than outside of the room? Outside of this issue. room, yeah. that's it. I have an eye problem. But shouldn't that be this test when you go get your eyes checked? They're like, can you see everything in this room? Yeah, you're fine. Get out of here. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. How far do you need to see? Uh, you need to be able to read the signs when you're getting off the freeway. Like, hey, am I close? But you know what it is. You know, you recognize I mean, if, it. <laughs> clearly today, I, I need I need. Today it. you needed glasses. I needed my glasses. Yeah. I needed my glasses today. But you're but you're you're a Southern California boy, which is why I think that meant so much the Dodger Stadium thing. And now you know, I think it's one of those things where it's hard to explain to to people that don't do stand up. But when you do something huge and you have a big accomplishment, everybody always is like, "What well, you know? How do you feel? You know, how, what's it like?" And there's no way to explain it because afterwards you don't feel the same as when you're inside of it. Like when you're doing it, when you were taping it. That's where the buzz is. Afterwards, it's not as much of a high anymore. Like to me, when you're doing it is incredible. But when someone asks you after, like, how is it? You're like, it's great. But you can't really describe what's going on while you're up there. You know what I mean? Um, for me, I felt like, um, you know, people say that they've had, you know, oh, this was, I remember this was a good day. This was a great day. This was an awesome day. But it's it's not every day you get to document the greatest day and moment of your life. That's it for you. That was it for me right wow. there. Wow. 
Top of that was top of the charts. That was top of the charts, and I've I've been fortunate that I've had some pretty incredible moments over the last twenty five years of doing stand up. Yeah, but for my career, that was definitely the peak. But for my just life in general, I'm just I'm standing there on that stage and I'm looking around at one point, doing my set, and I was uh, I wasn't nervous, which is crazy because you would think that I would be. I yeah. was not nervous. I was so comfortable and so relaxed on that stage, um, but at one point. I see the Goodyear blimp going overhead, and it's got my face on it. And then it starts flashing my name as I'm oh, trying to shit. do my set. And I'm like, I'm visually being heckled by a blimp. <laughs> and I stopped my set, and I pulled out my phone, and they, they caught it in the in the special. Yeah. And I just started recording the blimp. I said, I'm sorry, people, but it's not every day that Your you know, face is on there, my face is on a blimp going over a, a baseball stadium where I you know grew up coming. And it was just like, wow. It, it was mind-blowing, and it felt surreal. I did I, – I, when I got off stage, I was just like, I couldn't believe that that it, that it happened. That's what I mean. It's you hard know? to like articulate was, what that is. It's like, how do you even? You by know, the way, the blimp should have so, said "Ice Cubes a Pimp." Nice. You know that. I, I thought about it. Yeah, it should have said "Ice Cubes a Pimp," and you know it, and I know it. You even saw those lights. Because you know? when I was up there, I said it. I said, <laughs> yeah. I said the line about Ice, Ice Cube is a pimp. Oh man. But yeah, no, it's hard. I think it's hard to articulate to people that that feeling is what I mean because it's. It's hard to say it in words what that does to you when all those people are there locked into you. And I think that because it took so many years to get to that point, I don't think I would have had the same level of appreciation for that if if, if it would have taken a couple years. Sure, right. You know, I I, I firmly believe that, you know, th this generation is going to miss out on the struggle. Yeah. I think that, that everything is expected to happen too fast. And I think you, you need to fight, man. You, yeah. you need to really just claw and scratch and not have and want and how bad do you want to make it happen and it's just year after year after year after year and some years were great some years weren't you know and it's just like after 25 years to have the biggest moment of my career happen at home there were so many people that were at that concert that remember going to see me do shows at holes in the wall mm -hmm. people were like dude i remember seeing you perform in garages wow. you know like that's like it, it felt like like it was a a celebration where everybody was part of it. It wasn't me going out there like, look what I did. It was, look what we did. Right. You know, and that was the greatest part because even at the end of the night when I said, thank you, good night, and the show was over and the confetti flying and the cameras are going and stuff like that, as soon as the music stopped, I didn't get off the stage. I stayed on the stage and I started drinking. And then I said, kick the music. And I brought my friends out on stage and the crowd did not leave. Great. They stayed there and they celebrated with me. Oh, that's great, man. You know, that's and, wild. And, and then we just started sharing stories. I started passing the mic around. We started sharing stories. You're not going to see that in the special. Right. You're not going to see it in the special because uh, I think by the time I got off, it was about three hours and 10 minutes and the special was 155. So they right. had to chop off basically the the celebration. At Another the hour of fun. Yeah. And um, I got fined. I got fined by the Dodgers, by Dodger Stadium because we went way over. There's running the light, and then there's what I did. Yeah, <laughs> you ran all the you ran the lights of the Dodger Stadium. I ran all the lights of, of Dodger Stadium. Yeah, we Can did not leave. What's that fine? Oh man, it's it's uh, it's it's over it's over hundred. Yeah, hundred uh, G's just yeah. for having you had a hundred thousand dollar party. It was great. Yeah, but you know what? Hope it was worth it. It was for the greatest night of my life. Yeah, absolutely. Who cares? Yeah, I've, I've set money on fire for other stupid reasons, but that was like, no. Nah, can you you're tell not... me? Can you tell me some of the other stupid reasons you've let money on fire? What's some other? I'll, I'll keep drinking and maybe ask me again in fifteen. <laughs> <All right>. uh, <laughs> but yeah, we didn't leave Dodger Stadium until probably at least for me, uh, maybe four in the morning, just mm -hmm. because uh, I was lit at that point, and we had a trailer back there, and we still had a VIP party, and 
I was just hugging all my friends and there was so just, I mean, it was so nice. And we're all back there reflecting like, wow, we, we did it. You yeah. know, we can't believe. So I'm talking to the director, the producers and the management and just everybody that was involved in the day to day that led up to that. Wow. And so, yeah, man, 4 a.m. And we got the, we got the Dodger people and they're like, um, hey, uh, <laughs> you can start breaking that down. <laughs> we, yeah, we'll think about it. It's, it's funny to think, though, it's like there's nothing. Coming. They don't got a game later that night. Chill out. Um, yeah, no, there was, it was Mother's Day, Mother's Day weekend, uh, when it went down, it was May 7th. Um, I think their game was, was that Monday or Tuesday then? Cause they had a game that week. Two that days week. later, right? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. had a, they had a game a couple days before that. Cause it took three days to do a, a load in hmm. on that. That's insane. God. Yeah. Well, I mean, but also, um, truly, and I mean this, what do, what do you do next? Like, do, is there a, do you want to go bigger than that? Oh, that's good. Um, like, would you want to continue to like try to scale up and see how big you can go? So the only issue I have with, with uh, trying to go bigger is that, does it take away from that moment at Dodger Stadium? Because it was so special and so big and so epic and it was at home. Do you take a chance on kind of maybe tarnishing that by attempting to duplicate I don't know. You know, because what is because that? of how impactful it was and how emotional and how good it felt and you know, like how how would you talk cuz even if uh, even if let's say I went and did Soldier Field. Mhm. All right. Like okay, what's what's going to be the I mean, yeah, it may you know, people showed up and and you know, let's say hypothetically we sold it out. Cool. I mean, but yeah. is it the is it then Oh, is it just another thing? I think that what made this special is that it's never been done. You know, it was, it was yeah. the first time some a comic tried it and the first time a comic actually filled it. And then it was recorded for a special. So I mean there were so many factors that made it that much more. You know, it's totally. a home it's a home show, never been done, twenty five years in the making. You know, it's just it, it, Netflix was involved. I mean, it was so many different things. And then it was the uh comedy festival happening. And so there's all these different shows happening in town. Chappelle was over at the um, Hollywood Bowl. Oh, that's right. You know, Kreischer was was in town. I asked right. Kreischer to be a special guest, but he couldn't because he had his own show that night. But he wanted to be part of it. Um, there was so many different shows happening. And so the fact that we were still, still able to pull that off with the amount of talent that was happening. Because, you know, you, you try not to step on each other's toes. So if, like, if you're uh, performing somewhere, you know, and you see there's another name that could potentially pull from you. You either push yourself to the following week, or try to come in the week before, so sure. that you're not, you're not, you're not, you know, uh, no overlap. Yeah, you know what I mean. But not, not for that festival. Everybody was in town. How many seats? Uh, how many seats at, at, at Dodger was it? Do you know how many people it was total? It was between forty-five and fifty. Um, so many, people and, and it was a number right in between that, right there. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll do next. What did you go to? Did you go to college? No, because college football C- stadium. Oh, it's City next. College. Oh, it's City College. I dropped off friends. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all I did. L.A. City, City College. college? Is that where you? No, went? Long Beach City College. Oh, Long Beach. Okay. I I grew. I started. I did grow. I grew my my comedy chops. I started in Long Beach. I mean, I moved here to Long Beach first, mm-hmm. and I lived down in uh, by Belmont Shore. Okay. That was my first spot that I ever lived. Was that's a know. hell of a place to live in Long Beach? That's it was a, a pin drop. Very nice. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was like dudes I knew knew a guy that had a place down there and would mm-hmm. let us sleep in his living room. It was like that was my first stop to L.A. I had no other option because we didn't know anybody in L.A. 
So he was like, there's a guy that lives in this place that's near Long Beach and we can, you can stay on his lazy boy for a while. And I was like, I'll take it. And I didn't, I had no idea how lucky I got that that place was so, it was so, it was so cool and nice. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know this guy was so nice. He didn't know me from a hole in the wall, but it was nice of him to do that. But I, I got a soft spot for Long Beach because it like housed me at the beginning of my move into California. In here, we pour whiskey. whiskey. Hey, a lot of guys want a better sex life. All right. It's very tough for some men out there. 50%. That's half of the dudes you know have symptoms that get in the way of enjoying sex the way they want to enjoy it. But Roman is here to help, friends. Roman is the digital health clinic for men addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain a strong erection. You got to get it strong. You got to keep it strong. And that's why Roman is here to help. They offer discreet wipes that help you last four times longer in bed. Four times. So if you're a minute man, you're getting four minutes out. Uh, And if you last longer, you're going to get even longer. There's no shame in any game as long as you're a good and generous and giving lover. Uh, But Roman is offering these wipes that are going to help you last much longer in bed. It's going to be healthier and happier for you and your partner. Uh, In men with low T, that's low testosterone, getting testosterone levels back to normal can help increase your libido. And Roman offers a testosterone test. Uh, Includes lab processing as well. And if it's appropriate for you, treatment for low T is a veil. At Roman, there are no waiting rooms and no hassle. It's just a straightforward digital experience right from the comfort of your own home because it's not fun to go to a doctor's office. And uh, if medication is appropriate, uh, testing will prove that Roman can help send you a package directly to your door and discreet shipping. Everything arrives. Discreet packaging. No one's going to know what you're getting. So your nosy neighbor isn't going to be like, oh, what is he getting today? And it's got free two-day shipping. Uh, Roman is incredible. Uh, A lot of my friends use Roman. I've used the wipes. It is very fun to last longer in bed. Even if you don't need to last longer, try it out. See how long you can go. See if you can go till the sun comes up. To learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co slash whiskey. That's ro.co slash whiskey today to get 20% off your entire first order. That's ro.co slash whiskey. Daily Fantasy is here with Prize Picks, ladies and gentlemen. Prize Picks is Daily Fantasy. It is incredible. If you are someone that likes to play fantasy, this is it for you. I really love uh, Prize Picks. I've been using it for a while. Here's how it works you pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. 25x is incredible. There's no competing against other people. This is the best version of fantasy that I've ever seen. It's just you versus the projections that are available. They offer projections on any sport you watch, I promise, that you're like, well, they're not going to have it on NHL. Yeah, they do. They got NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college, basketball, women's college, basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, disc golf. They got that on there. Euro basketball, cricket, and so much more. Go check it out. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. So if you're someone who likes to play, that's fast and it's easy. They got safe and fast and protected withdrawals, which is huge. If you're putting your money on the internet, everybody knows. Get a little sketchy on those other sites, not with prize picks. Currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. All you got to do. Uh, if you want to compete against the projections, not against people, you can download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports right now. First time users are going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code WHISKEY. Use my code WHISKEY. You deposit $100, Prize Picks going to give you $100. You deposit $50, Prize Picks going to give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code WHISKEY 
at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Ginger. I like gingers. And I love the dirt bags. I used to go see... Uh, what what what? Uh, the college. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Long Beach, Long Beach State <laughs> is the dirt. Yeah, bags, yeah. That's the, a, dirt the team. That's the team. <laughs> I used to go watch. And, and, and Jose Canseco used to pitch for uh, for the minor team there. Mm. So, uh, yeah, Canseco was like a he was like an interim pitcher for a little bit for the minor team in Long Beach. We went and saw him twice. It was wild to watch him. God, do that. that was years ago. Yeah, it was two thousand and six or five, something like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was a long time ago, but um. But yeah, I guess you're right. The reason I ask about colleges because you know those stadiums get up to 100,000 plus seats, so it's like, you know, that could be the next pinnacle for you. Is could you sell a thousand, a hundred thousand tickets? But then, but then it's like, okay, you know, um, what like what's it what's it doing for comedy? What's it doing for like, you know? Because you you want to make sure that everyone is having a, a great experience, a sure. great time, and you know, um, if you're gonna do something that big, you need to make sure that if you you know. The screens, the sound, the the over. There's so many different things that could go wrong, mm-hmm. and that's that's my fear. Is that man, you, you you don't have a lot of control over certain situations, and you want to make sure that you're providing a, a good experience for people. You don't want people to regret, you know, like ah oh, man, I should have just waited till his career went down and go see him at Helium in <laughs> Philadelphia. I want to watch you know? him when he bombs. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's one of those like cuz I I get it. There's a, there's something to be said about watching a, a comedy show in an intimate setting versus watching it cuz like, you know, for example, I've seen Kevin Hart. Yeah. I know Kevin. I've seen him in, you know, a comedy club and I've seen him at a at a football stadium. I saw him when he I was there when he did What Now? Yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah, and I remember sitting there. I was in the second row, and even sitting in the second row, I just remember how far away Kevin looked, and I'm like, "Dang, I'm in the second row," and he still looks far. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And so it was one of those like I, I found myself looking at this giant screen more than anything else, and I'm like, "Okay, if I'm in the second row and it already feels this that attached, deep. yeah, like how how must it feel for people that are way up in the in the nosebleeds, you know?" Yeah, but to play devil's advocate, I think. Some people being there is it just as we were, much as we were, anything else? We were part of a, yeah, an event because that's like beautiful. That. I mean, you got to think people came to your show and, and exactly that did the same thing. It didn't have as great as seats as some other people, but the event is as is as powerful as anything. Like I, it's, for me, you know, when I was a kid, even going to watch the Bulls games when I was a kid, watching Jordan play, and we would have terrible seats, but it, it just like didn't even matter. It was like being you there, were there to watch Jordan was wild. And when you left, like everyone's emotion was the same. It was like, I, it was Jordan. I mean, it wasn't a game where I didn't feel like it was spectacular. And maybe it was a moment in time because I've seen, you know, LeBron and Kobe and and it's great, but it never felt the same. But it did still feel back then, like even if I was in the fucking top, top, tip, top nosebleeds, still was like... I'm here watching Jordan. It didn't even matter, you know? Like, it never, it just never, I, I never cared how far I was. Mm-hmm. So I think that still happens, too, at that at that level. But I know what you're saying. Sometimes it gets so big that it's like... But, I, you know, I definitely feel like people made exceptions to certain things just because of what that night meant. Yeah. You know, the fact that it was it was historic, never been done. Netflix is involved. It's being taped for a special. Yeah. You know, it's just all these first time things that were happening. Yeah. You, you know? employed a lot of babysitters. That nice. Night. <laughs> you probably, I, I'm sure you gave a lot of people work, man. 
I bet you you employed something like at, at a minimum ten thousand babysitters across Los Pro- Angeles. Probably, yeah. That's pretty impressive, man. That's what I mean to think about it. Someone's like, uh, is he, is Fluffy creating jobs? Like, you better believe it, dude. He's that, he's, that he, night definitely, yeah, yeah, big time. And also, you know, and paid a lot of overtime. That's right. Paid a lot were, of overtime. were there um, were people tailgating? By the way, that's what I, I thought about. That were people tailgating out in a lot? We uh, we had a thing where. We wanted to make sure that we could start on time because mm. it's different for a baseball game. A baseball game, most of the time people show up whenever they want. So some people get there really early. Some sure. people get there right when the game starts. Some people wait till after the national anthem. Some people show up in the fourth inning. You know, yeah. so it's like whatever. But with the with the concert, it starts at a certain time. Yeah. Or it's supposed to start at a certain time. <laughs> so we knew that getting people in and then situated and then the the there was issues with the the ticketing system. Like was, Ticketmaster was down or something like that? Not that they were down, but like, you know, most of the tickets now are digital. And, mm-hmm. and if there's issues with wife, you know, the signal. And, oh, right, right. You right. know, it's that that's a thing. There was yeah. a lot of people that couldn't get in. Oh, re- I, really? I found out, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, most of them were my people. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking guest list. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, and also, you know, issues in the parking lot, the, you know, getting people in for parking and stuff like that. So we did a, a an event during the day. And encourage people to come out for the free event. There oh, was that's a, cool. there was a free event. I uh, I had a bunch of my Volkswagen buses set up, so people wanted to come see the car collection, or they wanted to come see just you know random things, you know, just like a little mini carnival type of that's cool, type man. of thing where people just show up and eat. There was food, so uh, some people I guess you know were tailgating, not like a, a regular like a football game kind sure, of a thing. No. But I would imagine your fans, you do have some. L.A. hardcore L.A. Oh, fans yeah, that, yeah, want, yeah. that needed to tell that needed to go drink and hang out beforehand. And the beauty of it was is that people were showing up in their in their baseball gear. Yeah, you know, yeah. They were still, it was hey man, it's a home team, and you know, I was all about it. And you they know? gave did they give you the uh, they gave you your fluffy jersey? You've got your Dodger fluffy jersey enshrined somewhere at the house. Uh, I've got yes, yeah. yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, they, I have a couple actually. I, I got a chance to throw out a couple first pitches, but they gave me a special one for that night. That's what I was gonna say. You gotta have. Yeah. They gotta have a. They, they gave me one just special for, one. just for the night. And then of course the shirt that I wore it was a custom shirt that I made that had the. I love you know, that. Yeah, I saw the Dodgers, Dodgers all over. And you're gonna give that to me. He did say live on the show he's gonna <laughs> give that to me. And thank you so much. It's very nice of you, man. Welcome. <laughs> who's your Who's your favorite Dodger of all time? Oh man, we gotta go back to Fernando Valenzuela. Valenzuela, so dope. Oh so yeah, so good, man. I think well, because uh, well, you're too young too. Fernando Mania. But when they first came over here, fifty what six or seven from Brooklyn? Yeah, six or seven, something like that, mm-hmm. right? Because Dodger Stadium was in the sixties, early sixty two or three or something like that. They built it, and for you, you're still younger than that, obviously. But for you, growing up in Southern California is wild because a brand new team was like given to this city and then enshrined in this town immediately. It almost got. It, because it left Brooklyn, something about the Dodgers coming here and gaining that audience, specifically of like you know a lot of Latino fans kind of owning it as their own. That's such a it was such a cool thing to have happen to that team. So for you as a kid, that's got to be wild to like grow up with a a homegrown team. They were literally remade in this town, you know, because they never I, they never felt like a uh, transplant, you know. No, because all all you read about is it, I, I love baseball, and everyone always talked about how Brooklyn. Uh, those games would never even come close to selling out. I mean, they never would have enough fans to go see them. And people would complain, you know, years later being like, okay, that's a shame they ever left Brooklyn, but Brooklyn never really supported the team. And then the moment they came to LA, it was like, they were kings. I mean, they were gods in this town. And they still are, 
in my opinion, the ultimate Los Angeles team. I mean, I know the Lakers legacy is very important, but to me, when I, when I think of Los Angeles, I immediately think of the Dodgers. Absolutely. Yeah, immediately. Like it's the first Absolutely. thing I've always, as a kid in Chicago, I always thought about it. It was like, that's the Dodgers. That's the Dodgers city. So, And again, that stadium is one of the oldest. Yeah, it is, right. I yeah. want to say it's number two or three. Yeah, it's got to be two or three. I, now. Well, I want to think be, yeah, it's either Wrigley, Fenway. Wrigley and Fenway are two, we're pretty close. We're tied. Dodgers. You guys are probably one of the last bastions. I mean, after like, um, you know, after Baltimore did its thing. Oh, she's walking around. She needs to get her exercise. Come here. 17, by the way. She can go wherever she wants, by the way. And if she pees or poops in here, someone will clean it up. Not me, but someone will. That's what's good to know. God, 17 is so wild, huh? Get over here. And a full-bred chihuahua? Is is it full chihuahua? Four pounds. Four pounds. Four pounds. That's nuts. Sorry. Do you ever lose her? No, no. Um, like around the house, I mean. Like I'm not gonna lie. Her. One time we uh, we took a flight. We were at a um, I was um, it was a private terminal, and uh, I went to use the bathroom, and I told the guys, "Hey, keep an eye." Mm-hmm. And she was quick, and so she jumped out of her little bed thing, and hey, where's she at? And she was actually in an office down the hall. And we're like, <laughs> and someone came Doing holding work. her. Yeah, someone came holding her. They're like, "Does this belong to someone?" I'm like, "Oh my god." So oh, only yeah. one time. Only one time. Only one time. Never again. <laughs> Never, ever again. Do you travel with her everywhere you go? Yeah, she's been to over 35 states. Uh, I have her and I have another chihuahua yeah. named Vinny. He's uh, twice her size, which is why I didn't bring her. Bring him. Yeah. yeah. With her, she's a palm pilot. I can carry her. You know, yeah, but I mean, you could have brought him. You could have brought them all, man. I'm, we, we, got, we got a pup, so we, I'm a big... Uh, Big fan of the dogs, man. Not a fan of cats. Can't do the cats, sadly. You know, cats, uh, I, I respect cats. I respect cats enough to not have one yeah. because they're a little bit too independent, whereas this requires all my all your love attention. and attention. That's yes. right. Well, also, I'm, my, my mom is allergic to cats, and I'm, I have the same kind of thing. When I get around them, I get crazy. Yeah, and, if I, I and if I get scratched by a cat, it's over. It's over. <laughs> so, so that's it. That's my, arm puffs, my arm puffs up. I get the, it looks like I have an extra vein growing out of my arm. <laughs> you know, that little... Easy to find if you give blood. When you said um, the buses on stage, like the VW buses, uh, I'm a car guy as well. How many do you have? How many VW buses do you have? Uh, including the ones that are in the process of being restored, probably around th- between 30 and 35. I tell That's everybody it's so it's a many. Jay Leno starter kit. Jay's the one. That, I blame Jay. Jay's the one that got me started on cars. It's all your fault, Jay Leno. Yeah, I went to I went to go visit them. Buses is so mad. That's a ton, man. Yes, and uh, I did that in a matter of like five years. Wild. So I didn't have I didn't have any Volkswagens. My first bus was a 1968 Volkswagen bus that I had when I was like 19 years old. And what happened is, <clears throat> I was hanging out with Jay, and we were having a conversation about investments and money and stuff like that. And he, he was just being, you know, like, hey, man, you know, are you taking care of yourself? You know, he saw that that I started doing more. And he's like, hey, how are you handling yourself? You know, what are you getting into? And he brought up the thing about cars and how if if I like cars, then it's kind of like an investment. When, it's, when they're classic cars and it's the right car, then you can enjoy it. And if you ever decide to sell it, it would appreciate in value versus buying something brand new mm-hmm. that would depreciate. And so it's like you enjoy your investment, you know, and, right. and it's there. It's not like something that's tied up in some stock or some Bitcoin or something that you can't see or enjoy. Right. Um, and so what wound up happening is at the time, uh, my girlfriend, she was like, 
every time she'd see her first car around town, she used to have a 1979 Trans Am. And so I, I talked to Jay's guys, and I says, hey, man, can you guys help me get a 1979 Trans Am for my girlfriend? I want to get her something for Christmas. And mm -hmm. I think that she'd, you know, get a kick out of it. And sure enough, they found it. They found it quick. And uh, I didn't have anywhere to hide it, so Jay let me keep it at his at his place. At the garage. Yeah. yeah. And we wound up getting my girl her, uh, you know, her Trans Am. And then I told the guys, I go, hey, man, I go, you guys think you could help me find a Volkswagen? Because now that she's got her first car back, I want to see if maybe I can get my first car. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, what do you like?" And I told them, and two days later, they had a, a Volkswagen bus. That was the, and then the addiction. And, began. and then they said, uh, "You know, let us know if you want anything else." And then I said, "Well, if you come across something, let me know." Mm -hmm. And then the phone calls just started happening. Of course, car yeah. after car after car yeah, after man. car. The first hit is free, and then had, they're like, "Yeah, hooked. I had just bought a building, and it was originally intended for merchandise." You know, um, yeah. I do a lot of merch on the road, and so it was one of the, like, we need a place to store everything. And um, the cars started coming, and the merch started getting pushed to the back, pushed to the back, pushed to the back. And next thing I know, they're pushed into a back building. Yeah, and to buy now, another building for merch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we that one filled up with cars, man. We got to put the T-shirts in yeah, the other one. So it's, uh, yeah, so it's one building cars, and the other building's merch. Wild. How many cars are in your collection in total? It's under 50. Okay. It's under say, it's under it? 50, but... Um, <clears throat> Mostly Volkswagens, and then I have a muscle car collection. So I have uh, two 69 Chevelles. One's an original all the way, and the other one's Resto Mod. Uh, so it's pimp, you know it's pimped out. It's, yeah. It can it can keep up on the freeway. It's got yeah. air conditioning, all the you know all the cool stuff. Yeah. Gadgets, whistles, Bluetooth. Right. Um, I have a 1991 uh, Camaro. Uh, it's not an Ira. It's a Z28. I have a 5.0 1991. There you I have go. a 1968 Camaro. Uh, and then I, I also got myself a 1979 Trans Am. Nice. What's the newest car you have? Oh, What's and I also have a 1982 uh, Mercedes-Benz Turbo Diesel. It's I call it the Rocky Balboa car. It's the car that chased Rocky Balboa and Rocky IV. Right, right. So remember the Russians are oh, like, yeah. Mr. Balboa, we are your <laughs> chaperone. And yeah. so Rocky's like running and they're chasing him in the car. Right. That's the car. You got, got the Rocky. I got, I got the Rocky car. What's the newest age car do you have? Do you, do you like any new cars or you specifically like older cars? Um, I got into Dodge for a minute, so I, I bought the Hellcat, and then I had the Trackhawk, and then I, I had a Chrysler 300, and uh, I, bought the, nice. I bought the Demon, and I found myself not using the Demon because I was afraid to drive it because it was just, you know, it had the fat tires on it for, like, you know, the track, and mm -hmm. I, I wasn't taking the car to the track, and, you know, I don't want to do freaking 180 on the 405, it's, it's it, you know. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I, I had it for it. a couple years, and I only put 1,000 miles on it. And got rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. I sold it recently at the Barrett-Jackson auctions. Oh, those are great. I used to work those when I was Oh, man. So much fun. They're addicting. Yeah. Yeah, because the guy starts, you know, and it's like it's a party, dude, and you're just excited. You're caught up in the moment, and they start pointing at you, yeah. and you're like, yeah. And at the end, you're like, I paid how much for that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, let's do it. I want to see the philosophical breakdown about what the, the moment they realize that a fast-talking guy spewing numbers can just get you excited to spend more money, because there's so much psychology behind there is that like and then some guys like a uh, hundred grand there is it's a whole show i mean you you get caught up in the moment yeah that and that's all it is yeah getting caught up in the moment it's brilliant but it's fun yeah it is fun it, it's a lot of fun until you got to pay at the end yeah that's what it gets they hard. expect you to pay you know if you buy something it's like whoo yeah i used to work valet when i was in, at at asu when i was in college and they used to let us you know like if you were doing well 
schedule wise, if you weren't taking days off and you were like a good employee, they would let you work valet at Barrett Jackson. And that was so much money. Cause you know, you get to drive fun cars and everyone that came with a fun car always wanted to show off. So they'd tip you, you'd get big cash. And the best part was, you know, all you had to do was say something nice to a guy in a car that you wanted to drive and they'll be like, Oh yeah, take it around. You know, cause it's basically on a track out there and they're like, yeah, go whip it around. Go ahead, do whatever you want. 19 year old idiot. You know? So I got to drive around. I mean, I don't know every, every one of my little dream cars back then. I mean, I, I like different phases, uh, as I've gotten older, but when I was young, I was, I used to, I loved BMW. I loved, I always loved German motors. So I was obsessed with the M3s when I was a kid and then getting to drive one of those, you know, when I was in college. And then it's just so funny how you get addicted to the next and you want to see what the next thing is. The next thing is the next. That's why I'm not collecting cars yet. Cause I'm scared of, I'll, I'll, I'm scared. Yeah. Of what Cause I'll get then into. one leads to two, two leads to 10, 10 yeah, leads to 30. Yeah. yeah it's, it gets, it gets scary. Do you ever, is there a car that you own that you've never driven at all? That just sits that you've never once driven? Um, I have a, uh, 1958, uh, 23 window bus that's, uh, as close to original as possible. I mean, it's, you know, we, we, there's nothing trick about it. It's, you know, the, the, the motor is like the way that it was supposed to be. Everything is set to original specs on it. Mm -hmm. And I've maybe driven it twice. What? And Two it's, times, just a couple miles on yeah, it. Yeah, just a little bit, and uh, it's slow. I mean, the power on it—it's probably what, what, like thirty-six horsepower. I was say, it gotta if be that. under fifty. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could do fifteen miles an hour in a jack-in-the-box drive-through. I mean, all day. <laughs> uh, but it's really pretty, and it's it's original. So it's there's no chrome. It's not you know because all my other cars are chromed out. Sure. They're chromed out. They're, some looking. some are lowered. Some have you know uh, like I have one bus that I, I tricked out and I put a Subaru engine in it, called a Subaru Swap. Oh, nice. And so I took out the engine that I had, put a Subaru one in it. So it just turbo. Like a, oh, yeah. 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 That's great. So it's, you know, it'll go up a hill, it'll go down a hill. You can pass cars. It's pretty awesome. Right on. And right. that's always funny to see on the, in traffic because cars get passed up by a Volkswagen bus and they're like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Something wrong with my car? Yeah. What's going on? What gear am I yeah. even in? But that one bus, I'm telling you, uh, yeah, I've driven it twice. And right. so it's just, it's just chilling. In here. We pour hey, if you're like me, you get up every morning and the first thing that you do is make yourself a cup of coffee. I love warming up the house and warming up my insides with some delicious, delicious coffee. And Trade Coffee is incredible. They're a uh, coffee subscription service that makes it so simple to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee right at home every single day. This is what I do like about them. It gives you a variety. You're not getting the same coffee every single week all the time you're trying new stuff they uh trade partners with the nation's top rated independent roasters to send you coffee that they know you're going to love it's going to be fresh to your home and on your preferred schedule whether you already know what you like or you're new to this specialty coffee and you want some help trade makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees trade sent me a bunch of stuff uh, i've tried three different versions of coffee and all of them i have loved very very much now look i'm a sucker uh i love it uh but I'm always open to try new kinds of coffee, new varieties, new flavors, uh, perfectly curated. Trade Coffee, it's the perfect gift for loved ones as well. They make it easy with their digital gifting options for last-minute shoppers or their coffee and equipment bundles for something under the tree. Treat yourself or the coffee lover in life with Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off a subscription and access to limited-time holiday specials at drinktrade.com slash whiskey. That is drinktrade.com slash whiskey for $30 off drinktrade.com slash whiskey. Go get yourself some delicious coffee. 
Hey, I'm not a fan of uh, old, big, boxy dress shirts. Uh, my dad's golf shirts and dress shirts, I always hated that. And that's why I'm a big fan of Mizzen and Main. Mizzen and Main has sent me a bunch of different varieties of, of different shirts. And my the golf shirts are actually my favorite. But um, if you're someone who likes comfort and style, wants to, wants to look just as good in a meeting as out afterwards having drinks, Mizzen and Main uh, are the inventors of the performance fabric dress shirt. It's incredible. They combine the comfort and flexibility of your favorite athletic wear with the fit and style of a custom dress shirt. Lightweight, breathable, and moisture wicking. That's huge if you're a sweaty petty. Mizzen and Main's clothing will have you looking great and feeling great. They make really comfortable dress shirts that you really have to try to believe. And truthfully... Um, it's impressive. I, I did think, you know, there's all these different companies that are coming out with new kinds of dress shirts. I've tried all of them. I'm not a huge dress shirt guy to begin with, but these are so comfortable and stylish, which is a big thing for me. A lot of times there's such a big lack of style. Um, and I love Miz and Main. Their golf shirts are truly my favorite. They're so comfortable and the fit is incredible. Uh, if you want them fitted, Miz and Main makes wonderful stuff that you can wear on the course, at the office, out for drinks, or just kicking it at the crib. You can look stylish. So, if you want the best cold weather clothing this holiday season, check out Mizzen and Maine. Right now, if you go to MizzenandMaine.com, use promo code WHISKEY, you're going to receive $25 off any regular price order of $130 or more. That's $25 off when you go to M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com. Use that promo code WHISKEY. I like tinters. So, you said before, and I want to know, what's the biggest burn of money? Was it one of these cars was the biggest burn of money that you've done? The biggest burn uh, as far as uh, cars or just in general? Well, go give me both. What's the biggest burn of car money that you had? Uh, biggest burn of car money? Mm. I think just, you know, uh, a Volkswagen bus is not cheap. So that's 100K automatically. Jesus. Um, uh, I've never spent more than two for a car. Right. So there's never been a car that, you know, I might have I might have spent that much money with, you know, gas and fixing it and fixing it and fixing it. Yeah. And, you know, paint it this or do this or that with time, but never an initial like, yeah, let's do this. Like I've never gone for a Bentley or a Rolls. No exotics. G-Wagon yeah. right. or something, you know. Right. That's not your flavor. Like, uh, it's not that it's not my flavor. I just, ah, oh, man, I feel, even now it still feels weird to put that much into just one. So, like, for right. example, at the Barrett-Jackson auction, I bought an Audi R8, which is normally, you know, brand new, easily over two. Yeah. But when I got it, I got it for 60 and I'm like, you know what? I got no problem paying 60 for an R8. Sure. Was it a V10 you know? or the V8? V8. Yeah. And it had uh, 30,000 miles on it. That's great. And so I'm like, okay. So I got in the car. The leather was a little beat up. So, you know, spent about five, six to get the, the leather redone. So it looks brand new on the inside. Yeah. Had a good mechanic look at the car, work it over a little bit. Did a um, had a guy detail it? Mm-hmm. Hey man, it looks great. You're and, good to go. Yeah, and I got no, good. yeah, I got no problem. Uh, in all, probably about eighty k that I that I've spent on that car, and that it, car, and the yeah. car drives like a, a new car. That's see because that was a lot. What's the big okay? What's the biggest burn that you've thrown away? Dodger Stadium all day. Yeah, that was the every biggest day. Burn That's you've the ever biggest had. burn of money. That was millions. And you just you were like, we I don't have a millions. choice. I have to. But you know, at the end of the day, it was a again, a, it's a Netflix special. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Netflix special. It was yeah. greatest night of my life, and I got I do it all over again. I what, do you think you might do it more than once? Again, uh, you know what? I don't think I would because that night was so amazing. I, it would have to be a different venue. Sure, if I did it, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to go through that whole because there was a lot of issues backstage. You know, trying to get just get everything. You know, situated. Up. Yeah. 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 The logistics on that is crazy. I think people don't understand. Like even there's even logistics on a theater, on a on a small theater. There's stuff that needs to work the right way and figure get figured out. There's you know, you need stage manager. 
the club days, you just got to walk out and have a good time. You know, when you're working out new stuff now, where do you work out? Like, where's your workout? So my first uh, show since the special, because the special came out a couple of weeks ago, um, I went to La Jolla and I went to the comedy store. That oh, was nice. my first round of shows. I did, uh, I did four shows. Nice little 200 four shows. Oh, man, it felt great. It's great. I just, I walked in, you know, maybe 10 minutes before I had to be on stage. Right. You know, I had my openers up there that were doing their thing, and I walk in, and, you know, I was in the room as soon as you walk in that club because they knocked down the walls. So as soon as you walk in the front door, you're in the showroom. Oh, they knocked down the back walls. They knocked down the back walls. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so looks, by the it, bar, is, yeah, oh, it's, it's all open. It's open. It looks oh, really cool. Wow. I haven't been it in looks really cool. since before COVID. So the only issue is, is you can hear when they're making margaritas. That's yeah. the only part that sucks. You know, you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you used to be able to hear it a little bit sometimes when you're on stage because mm-hmm. that little cubby back there. But that is funny to think. Yeah, that's right. Because it's wide. It's kind of like how, um, oh, why can't I think of it? Uh, not punchline. Punchline? Punchline's like that where you can see the bar. Oh, punchline. Yeah, the punchline. Yeah, you feel both, the bar. Both punchlines. Yeah, you see the bar. Right, right, you right. You see right. the bar, you the bartender. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. And then some drunk dude, you're like, come on. You guys. That's not what I ordered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I like that, dude. There's something about those days. Where I had so much fun, so at, the, fun. at the club and it, it felt great to do that. And I told the crowd, I go, this is my first show back since the special has come out. And this is because, you know, I retired everything. Right. Everything that was on that special is gone. Done. And so I told the crowd that night, I go, who saw the special? Okay, good. All that material you saw, it's all gone. Burnt. So this is brand new. Wow. And what do you and how, like? How much time are you starting with when you go back? Like, do you have a bevy of stuff that you're ready to kick, or you're kind of still feeding it out as it's coming to you when you're doing like La Jolla and stuff? Um. Well, it's material that that didn't necessarily make it to the special sure. stuff. That's you know I've been working on. I, you know I always have material that I, I you know interchange in the shows, and sometimes you know you got to find something that fits. Yeah. And maybe it might not fit now, but maybe it'll fit later. Right. And so that's material that I've, you know, that I'm using right now. And so the show right now, before it was all about two hours. Right now I'm coming in right around one, one five to one ten. Wild, one fifty five to me seems so lies. I couldn't believe that. I was like, that's not. And then the other specials are still an hour and a half, an hour and twenty, mm-hmm. hour forty. I mean, it, would you would you ever do a special less than an hour and a half? Or you you love that number of ninety minutes? I love that number, but at the same time, it's like it became expected. Right now, your because, fans are like, "Dude, no, not just that, but be it, became, it became expected by Netflix." So originally, uh, Netflix was like, "Well, we want an hour special." And so when I turned it in, the the first show that I did was, uh, "I'm not fat, I'm not not I'm fat, I'm fluffy." It was called uh, "I'm Sorry for What I Said When I Was Hungry." It's a special I shot in Chicago, and that special came in at about one thirty-five, and they are like, "Oh, that's way too long." Are you know the algorithms say that there's drop off and this and that and the retention you know uh, yeah right you know so like can you can you look can you cut it down I'm like man I don't want to chop it down that's like you know yeah and so they're like okay look if you just get it under one thirty bring it under one thirty and so I had to you know I knock off some time and I want to say it came in at like one twenty nine or some change mm-hmm. and uh, they let it go and they came back afterwards and they said you know what the people stuck around to see your whole thing. It was really high. So, you know, your next special, now we want 90. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you did that, and, man. In you, essence, yeah. I think they got a free special because, you know, if you're only supposed to do an hour and you turned in freaking yeah. two 90-minute specials, they got a freebie. Yeah, they did. Yeah. That, well, there. that's on you, man. You that's, that. that's my fault. But <laughs> yeah, you made your bed. I uh, I love the fact that it was I was not restricted on the time. And now, you know, so 
I pushed the envelope and I says, all right, you know, this one's going to go longer than 130. They were cool at 130 already. But, you know, by making it the event that it was, plus it was the first time that Netflix called it a Netflix comedy event. It wasn't a Netflix comedy special. It was a Netflix comedy event. They let me have that, which I thought was really cool. Did you ask for that? I did ask for that because I told Robbie, I go, dude, man, there's... You can't put this in the same category as, as some of these specials that are out there, man. I goes, this is not a regular special. This yeah. is an event. Right. You know, and Netflix is putting their name on it. It's not something you guys licensed that I did. It wasn't a special that I did and, you know, uh, that somebody, somebody else put out there and now you're licensing it. You guys are doing this. Right. And it's in a, right. And it's, it's different. It's, there's something. Yeah. There's, it's, it's, it's different. So I said, just, you know, you want to do something for me? Let me have that. That's so funny. Just a word. That's all you want is a word. Because it, it changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you now people, other commerce can be like, all right, so, you know, I, I wanted to say event too. A Netflix special, a Netflix uh, comedy experiment. People are going to now change nice, the word right? to something <laughs> else. Yeah. A Netflix, uh, Netflix comedy razzmatazz. A razzmatazz. <laughs> yeah. A new Netflix joint. Uh, well, that, I mean, that's great, man. I, honestly, and I think, uh, I think, you know, those things do make a difference, particularly for you as the performer, right? As the artist, the creator, you know, that's it's it shifts it shifts the way you feel about it as well because it made it more important to you, which carries a lot of weight because you care. You know, you're not someone that's just throwing stuff. Um, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't just trying to get a check. I was trying to put my heart and soul into this thing. Right. And I'm like, man, this is, you know, this thing's going to live forever on the on the on the, you know, on the network. So it's like, hey, yeah. You gotta. What now? How how much time now before you go back on on tour tour and before you do a tour again? Um. Well, I I told my uh, my peoples, I have my peoples, called them my peeps, my peeps, uh, that I wanted to, you know, let me let me go back to the clubs, let me have fun, let me just, you know, yeah, because the clubs there's no pressure, there's no. absolutely no pressure. The hardest thing to do at a club show is is you know uh, get through when they drop the checks and the whole room stops. Yeah. You know, and then you just gotta wait those two minutes, and then it, it's back to normal. That's that's the hardest thing. Check and, and if there's a heckler, you see exactly who's heckling you. It's not like at an arena where it's you know hearing a sound and you're like, it came from darkness. You know, at a right. club, you're like, that dude's being a dick. Right. Please, please right, get him out. Him. He's out. You didn't have any hecklers at Dodger Stadium. And if I did, I don't. I don't. You wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> they had had a bullhorn. Yeah, they would have needed something because you know, I mean, yeah. and I could see everybody in front of me, which was really really cool. You know, and I wanted to make sure that uh, another thing I asked for was for the stage to be low. Oh, uh, yeah. Not to be too Not, high above no, the front. No, I, I needed it to be low enough to where somebody could actually reach me. Oh, cool. And you would think that in, in this day and age, I was last, just say, the last security? thing you want, because <laughs> yeah. security was real that night. We were, you know, this was coming on the on the heels of the Chappelle thing and the Chris Rock. Right. You know, so it was like, are you sure you want to do that to yourself? Yeah. And it's like, you know, uh, there was enough security there where if somebody would have gone for it. There, there'd be enough time to react. Also, you're not a, you know. Uh, I'm a little harder can, to take down. I think you down. can handle your own. Too. I'm a little harder to take down, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll slug back. I feel like you'd swing back. I feel like you could stand up for yourself just fine. Just a tad. Just a tad, just, just a little a, bit. Just a little bit. Uh, what? So what is your, like, um, only because I don't, you know, all, all I know of you as a comedian, like as a, as outside of that, like what's your nitty gritty hobby? Like what's your getaway from comedy? What's the thing that like takes you out of it? And you know, this the pup pup life, huh? Yep, pup life is it. My doggies. Uh, that's why they go with me everywhere. Uh, when I go up on stage, that's probably the only time they're not with me. That's it. You know, they're they're spoiled because they, you know, most of the time if you have a pet, 
you go to work and you're away from your pet for at least 12 hours. You know, they get they yeah. get you for half the time. Yeah. Whereas these guys, you know, full time. Full time. Yeah. So I feel like I'm I'm fortunate because I've got to spend more time with my with my pets than most people do. And that's for sure. one of those things where it's like, look at her. Right, just Lick, licking away. Just yeah. What what uh, have you? Oh, was it like this when you were a kid? Did you guys always have pets? Is that why you have such an attachment? You think? Um, my sister gave me a Chihuahua when I was twelve years old, so I've had dogs since twelve. Yeah. So yeah. She gave it to you for your birthday or something like that. I don't remember what the occasion was. I just remember I woke up and there was a dog on me. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. From she then put you the were dog on the bed. And I was like, oh my god. So you were yeah yeah you were oh, hooked. I've been from hooked. The jump. How many of you had? Do you and know this one? Uh, she's. Oof. The attachment's real. Uh, let me see. I've had mm-hmm, probably about five. Five. All chihuahuas, yeah? Mm. Yeah, you're, yeah. And Would you ever stray? Would you do a non-chihuahua or well, no? Well, um, it's funny because my son, uh, his girlfriend just gave him a uh, a pit bull. And, you know, pit bull's got the, got the bad rep and everything. Uh, that pit bull, is, uh, she's such a sweetheart. But she's big. I mean, massive. Yeah. And she's only like five months old. Oh, wow. And huge. Like, Big I had pause. her on me yesterday, and it's just like, you know, she's easily six times this size. Yeah, like, yeah. her paw is the size of, of Risa's head. You know what I mean? It's just a big dog. And yeah. Sweetheart. And and I'm like, oh, man. But it's nice to her. No. 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 Uh, <laughs> oh, she's not about it. She's not about it. The chihuahuas <laughs> are not about it. Yeah. You know, the, the pit bull wants to play with everybody. But uh, it was the first time I was like, oh, man, like, you know, like, really interacting with another dog. Like, the dog just connected with me like i was playing with a dog and we were there right. with a uh, a trainer because you know i want to make sure that you know that, that everything's cool you right know what i mean that, yeah. that the, that's that this dog's gonna be you know probably as strong or stronger than my son right and right. so i need i need to make sure that everything's cool but i thought about it afterwards i was like man what would it be like to have a non-chihuahua because these are attitude anything anything you've heard about chihuahuas is freaking true right they are angry they are they nip they you know they got attitude mm-hmm. you, know, you know they're very pr- uh, protective and uh possessive yeah okay that i've heard, that i've heard yeah, yeah. they're very like uh, this is my person or my oh especially space like or... you know if a, uh, guys can get close but if a girl tries to get close forget about this it. one oh forget it <laughs> she's going to yeah. bite a if woman if you own a vagina it. stay away from my dog cuz <laughs> she's like nah bitch go what about your girl? Is she cool with her or no? Well, I don't have a girl, so that's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, no, that's why. Free. This is the girl I have right then here. You're so free, she's man. like, yeah, don't even try it. So when you bring stuff, when you do start dating people, that's got to go through the the Risa pass, huh? So you take a pass. There's been a couple times where I've, I've, you know, she, I'm sorry. She caught she caught me uh, talking to someone, and she'll walk up and she'll dig right into my leg. <laughs> she'll just straight dig into my leg, like, <laughs> don't act like you don't see me. And I'm like, oh my god. And then I'll pick her up, and usually, like when I pick her up, she's like this. But if if there's like a girl, she's just fixated right on. And we'll start. Will she start growling and stuff? Won't growl, mm. but she's just like, just watching. Locked in. Yeah. You know. And if the girl's like, "Oh, she's so cute. Let me pet her." Right away, just. Yeah. Don't do that. Mm. Not today. <laughs> don't do that. Not today. Because she looks in. You know, she looks sweet. Yeah, she looks innocent. She looks yeah. sweet, and of course, I could pet her and do whatever all, all I want. But if, if if a girl tries to touch her, oh, yeah, it's over. <laughs> Well, I'm glad, and she uh, has no teeth. I'm glad you brought her. No, really, not one tooth. But man, she could still, she could, she could do something. Ruthless, toothless, there. Yeah, ruthless, toothless, ruthless, toothless. Um, well, listen, I appreciate you coming on the show. It means a lot. Uh, I do think people uh, who haven't seen it need to watch it. It's a feat, uh, if nothing else. Like the it's just a feat of impressive magnitude to do a special in a stadium as iconic and historic as 
Dodger Stadium. I think that's amazing. Um, go watch uh, Stadium Fluffy now on Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, I don't know, steal a password from a friend. Can they still let you do that? Are they still barring people from sharing? You know what? Uh, they nailed me the other day. I remember something popped up on my phone because I think I've got one too, too many. Too many people? Yeah. yeah. We do too. Yeah. We share so with the whole like, family. Netflix is like, mm-mm, you're done. Now they're cracking down, you're done. man. Yeah, they're cracking down. Well, go get it. Uh, go watch it. It is great. I'm excited to see what else you're going to come up with. Yeah. Uh, and with and the, if no one's ever is. ever seen my stuff, uh, all my stuff's available online for free. You Go get it. it. It's all just, there. All you got to do is Google Google the word fluffy. Yeah. If you Google the word fluffy, I'm the number one thing that pops up. I've, I've branded myself that hard. Yeah. Where I come up before bunnies, quilts, comforters, cotton candy. I am the number one <laughs> search. And you're made of all that stuff. In the I, world. Oddly enough. Yeah. That's that's my claim right there. Well, because your TV show was called what? Was called Mr. Mystery. Okay. It Mr. was the Glacius. first time I actually wanted to. The idea was uh, when I did the sitcom. I wanted to put focus on my last name. No, I mean, just because it's Iglesias, no one ever says, hey, that's like a guy, you know, that Gabriel Iglesias. It's always Fluffy. Yeah. Fluffy took over. Well, you did Fluffy that though, right? Yeah. Oh, didn't you kind of brand it? So I, I branded it so much that, yeah, it, it beat out Iglesias. So I figured, all right, let me do this show where I have to have the name on there. Right. That way it's stamped in a little bit. That, that's why, yeah. My so. buddy Jesus Trejo did your show. Yes, he yeah, did. That's my boy. I love that Trejo's guy. Funny. so funny, man. Such a funny Trejo's dude. funny. And he's finally over his fear of dogs. <laughs> is he? Yeah. But now, uh, yeah, like, when he comes to hang with you, he's, he's okay Oh, yeah, it? yeah. She used to freaking, you know, scare him. But I, I, he's at a good point now where... <laughs> to be scared you know. of this four-pound dog is very funny to me. Because it's, it's just... Even at her height would not be so scary to me. Give it a bite. Maybe just a little nip. Right. So barely a, barely a nip. Uh, well, check, check Fluffy out when he's coming around to your city to work out what will be, I'm sure, another magnificent hour. We end the show... The same way. You look in that camera oh, right there. Oh, finishing the whiskey? Yeah, I got it. Well, you don't have to. Oh, you can do. No. If you want to polish right, it off. It's going down. Oh, there it is. Oh, that's amazing. That's incredible. <sighs> one big gulp. We ended with one word or one Oof. phrase. Look in that camera now and give me one word or one phrase to end the episode for the rest of time. <sighs> DUI. <laughs> oh. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey and seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. <laughs>